Hi, Sarah. Hello, Liz. And welcome to Media Dolls. We are Media Dolls and we discuss everything that's social and media um, with an informative and... Um... Lighter. <laughs> informative and lighthearted. That's the word. That two seconds earlier, Sarah. <laughs> I know. My... Past nine and that's way past think o'clock for us now. It really is. <laughs> I mean, I did a really good job with the five seconds of retention of our name and what we do. <laughs> but what are we talking about today? We are talking about memes. And I remembered that much. Okay. So we are going to be discussing um, a bit about memes, histories and the impact they've had on our daily lives, Liz. Hold up, Sarah. Aren't you going to ask me how my week was? Aren't you going to give me a little bit of foreplay? You're just going to go straight in there with your meme talk. Oh, she knows, she knows. Um, yes, let's do our dun, 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 weekly catch-up. Liz, have you got any news for us this week on our social media dolls? So much, so much news. Um, do you remember when we were in, I don't know, what level were we in before level three? I don't know. I don't know. The level where the pubs are open, the indoor pubs, not this like out, outside with a blanket in October. Um <laughs> I had a night out at a gig. Remember gigs? Um, and oh, it was very social distancing, a table with table service. Like, to be honest, I know it wasn't ideal for the people who, you know, created the gig, but it was much more comfortable for me. Um, and it had been so long since I had a night out. I got too greedy because you couldn't actually order drinks while the gig was on. And the gig was early. It was like, get it in, get it in, get it in. And and dinner was afterwards. And me being the early mm. bird person that I am now. <laughs> Got to down those drinks. <laughs> my seasoned 30s, I forgot about hangovers. So I oh. had a moment, so I had a load of wine, no food, had a moment, went to the bathroom and you know, I don't know, was it like coolness of the tiles or something where you have those like sobering moments. I was like, hangovers come after nights out. Like, what? What? Um, and so I was staying with my sister in, in town. And I packed running gear and everything. So ill-prepared for the next day. Um, so ill-prepared. And all I wanted was a vegan sausage roll and to look at an Irish wolfhound, which meant, of course, that I go to Bunratty. Go to Bunratty. And it's freezing because ill-prepared me had like all the gear for a run, but no hang- hangover, like comfort or um, so my hangover level was just an iron sweater or a technically a cardigan. It's actually pretty cute. I wanted one for a while, but I was like, that is a, a new level of hangovers. It's <laughs> <laughs> necessary necessary should I divulge there was drama on arrival there um so on the Saturday night driving nothing stopping my one night out in 2020 on the motorway about to take the exit a load of cars in the hard shoulder there was like a lot of rocks on the motorway like they'd fallen off the back of a truck or something and I hesitated in pulling over and then there was no hard shoulder and it was a super long exit and literally, like, the car is, like, <laughs> shaking. Oh, my God. Wheel, like, completely, like, 
I don't know, can we curse here, but it was fact. Fact. Cursing <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be agreed upon later. Um, but <laughs> in the hard shoulder, like dressed up to the nines, and this guy stops in a Superman t-shirt and changes my spare tire. But to make even things even more comical, I had no jack and he had like a hatchbacker and he had his back seats back down and he was like, oh, I'm just back from holidays. And he literally had so much stuff that he needed to pull out of his car to get the jack out of his like two bikes, the kitchen sink. And I was like, mm, like, can I help you or something? He was like, I know you're grand. So Damo from Cleary, if you're listening, thank you very much. Helping a girl. And then... Ellen, when I was telling one of my friends that story, she was like, what age was he? And sorry, Damo, again, if you're listening now, I've, you know, been a bit kind to her with that early 40s. And she was like, a man in his early 40s wearing a Superman t-shirt like that was the take home for her. Not like random act of kindness or, you know, um, yeah. A literal Superman coming to save you. Like he had to yeah. identify himself. But you might have a point. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was fitting for it was fitting for his uh, his uh, Saturday evening adventures. Anyway, Superman T-shirt, you know. No pun you intended know. with fitting. Ooh. Um, we'll get to puns later, though. Yes. And uh, how was your week then? Well, as you can already tell, um, it hasn't been as exciting as Superman um, coming to save me um, as I've been in the house. Um, I have trying to be, I'm trying to go back to school. As you can see, my English is failing. Um, I'm trying to attempt to do a master's. Um, yes, with this level of English um, in a psychology uh, master's. So, yeah. So what I find now is, is that all the information that I had before is just being pushed out while the new stuff comes in so as you can tell from my grammar um it's pretty much affecting um everything <laughs> but um it's been exciting it's been really good um my brain doesn't work but it's taking in the information short termly so you know that's good for the time being something's happening there you know I, i'm learning about I, the workings of the brain while trying to work my brain so <laughs> Yeah, but it's been interesting. Well, I have that as well. Back in the days when I worked in an office and the people were talking about football, I was like, I feel like every time I learn a fact about football, something really important is like getting lost <laughs> in my brain. It's yeah. going to be this life or death scenario where it's like, which one do you choose, Liz? And I was like, I don't know, but there's a footballer called Ronaldo. I wish <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my God, I was like the other day, middle of trying to learn about neurotransmitters, synapses, the biology of the brain. And I had sat down for an hour to do the work. And I swear to God, I went to make a cup of tea, came back down and whoosh, could not remember the whole hour of what I did. But Liz, my brain kindly reminded me that I know exactly how Jennifer Lopez takes her tea. And that's the important important information I need to retain. So I can remember how I'm Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo takes her tea, right? She puts in the tea bag. It's never her, by the way. It's it's the help. It's never oh, actually J-Lo making her yeah. own tea. Um, J-Lo, J-Lo's on to something there. We all know the cups of tea made by other different other people just fundamentally better. will better. And like, that's 
the rules of tea. I think Irish people, we have a lot more um, subcategories of rules for those as well. You know, us being um, real big tea drinkers. But yeah, no anti-clockwise stirring, 30 seconds to 60 seconds. No stopping there after she put in the bag. Until I did not realise the Irish say until the tea bag bursts. It's an old thing. So that when it bursts, i.e. gets to the minute or two minute mark where it dissolves properly. Then you put it in. So it doesn't actually physically burst, obviously. But J-Lo knows. J-Lo knows old school tea drinking, apparently. And this is why I cannot do my master's. <laughs> Your master's. The very fact that you mean that, but I will give you a psychology fun fact about why, about why they're caffeine. Because caffeine rewards the hippocampus of the brain, which immediately gives a reward. So people try to recreate that caffeine. So like they get particular about their coffee or their tea, like what mug, milk in first, milk in after, sugar, this much milk, that much milk. To re- try to recreate that, that oh, wow. sense of in your hippocampus, yeah. Peak mapping to yeah. happiness comes from the hippocampus and the measurements of I our tea preferences. Know. I I am a little bit unnerved by people that don't drink tea or coffee. I'm like, it's just not right. You can get through your day without caffeine. What's wrong with you? What did your parents do to you? Are you Superman? Look, I'm not prejudiced against them. Some of my best friends don't drink tea or coffee. I did not know that all tea contains caffeine. And it just depends then how it's um, uh, processed is the levels. So even I just like, thought, even like my ribosh tea, even your ribosh tea, all teas. God damn it! I know. So they've been fooling you, thinking you were using your own African energy. Nope, that was the rubbish herb tea. Yeah, no, can never damn. pronounce it. Yeah, nope. That that magic is caffeine. So anyway, that's the fun facts of this week: is Jennifer Lopez tea and Superman on the highway. <laughs> I am ready to talk about memes. So I, I always thought that like a meme was just an internet thing, but it's not. There's more. So a meme was kerned by Meow Flower, Richard Dawkins of the Selfish Gene. And I remember like, I won't lie and say that I read it, but I did listen to it on Audible. And as I was listening, I was like, God, he's really into like his internet memes, isn't he? <laughs> Lols, no, I didn't. <laughs> kind of got it have been something else but anyway it's an idea it's a behavior uh, reading from wikipedia now of course of style that becomes a fad and spread by means of imitation from a person to person to person within a culture and often carries a symbolic meaning representing a particular phenomenon or theme right and the etymology of the word meme is the shortening of modelled on gene, which comes from the ancient Greek. And I don't know how to pronounce all the other words. So if you're, if you're still curious, We're still... Wikipedia page yourself, you know, go, go wild. So Saturday, you... level three, threatened level five, go wild. <laughs> go on the wiki. And then, so an internet meme or meme is a type of meme that's spread on the internet and is off, obviously often to social media platforms and especially for humorous purposes. We kind of 
means as we see fit. Sarah, talk about those categories. Um, yes. So in our um, our studies of memes, we actually devised certain categories of memes that um, we could break them down to. So obviously we have the well, one thought we thought was a big obvious one would have been the current affairs memes, the things that are topical. Um, but one uh, category that was really interesting was the relatable category, relatable memes. Um, the ones again where we kind of said it would be the taboo of something that people maybe do or like you said Liz you had a good example the other time the laundry the laundry so there was a (laughs) was like clothes in the washing machine one to two working days clothes drying three to four working days and then it was like putting away clothes and it was like three to four weeks and I was like I thought that was just me. And then I was like, I feel good about myself because I'm not just such a shit laundry person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child, I'm a mother, I just can't put away laundry. Um, and the other one then was like paranormal, not to keep on the laundry ones, but the paranormal activity where it was like two socks going into the washing machine and one sock coming out. Because as well as having like, a big pile of laundry that's never put away in the sitting room. There's also that pile of miscellaneous socks where it's like, I will find your twin. I will match you again. There's no escaping. (laughs) This is exactly why I keep them and can't throw them out either. But these are such relatable. I remember seeing the one with the socks first and thinking, mind blown. Oh my God, everyone goes through this. You know, it would have been a sad thing anyway, but the laundry piles, oh my goodness. I feel so seen. I feel yeah. so seen. And um, I saw another one actually today and it was like, um, like just a memory of like being pregnant. And it was like how I feel pregnant. And it was like a gorgeous maternity <laughs> shoot and this beautiful woman looking down at her bump and bars. And it was like how I actually look. And it was like the Grinch. It was some like <laughs> Grinch character with like a big bloated belly. And I was like, that's so funny. Uh, oh my goodness. And it's... It's hilarious, the relatable category, though, because it can be the most obscure things like that. Or like you said, the pregnancies. Um, But they go viral because they're relatable. That's the thing. You know, that's the thing that hits. Now, these can be currently twisted as well, but generally they need their own category. Um, Yeah. And, And they like those ones kind of made me feel good. As in, like, I'm not isolated in doing this, but there was one thing. It happened to me once where it got me like deep thinking and it hurt my feelings. And I was like, no. Really? Really? Um, so it was like a very messy room. Wouldn't know anybody who'd have a very messy room with a lot of clothes. No. And we all have that chair, I suppose. Um, and it's that <laughs> you ever look at all your stuff and look at it as money that you've earned and that money was time that you spent working and now you spend your time putting away the things and I was like mind blown um yeah and no was, don't no, show me my reality I was, <laughs> I'm not gonna like any minimalist <laughs> ever again I was like oh that hurts um, oh that's too close to home laundry. there's more to me than laundry I'd just like to, to put that out there now. 
<laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny if there's more to me than laundry, but I definitely relate as much to those as how it, relatable again they are. I mean, the other ones, again, like, look, laundry's a hard subject, okay, as we know. <laughs> um, especially, it's close to home again. Um, speaking of which, emotive memes. So emotional memes are the ones that are supposed to tug on the heartstrings or a little tearjerker. I think um, kind of like, so we use a lot of text when we write, I think. Mm. So we send text messages and things, um, I guess, punctuation like punctuation doesn't really flow in text so I think like the reason why emojis are so popular is because it's given that human emotion with it Mm. Uh, and I think those kind of like funny faces that really sum up things um work really well so like the kid and the fist pump that kind of success kid like the emotion in his face is what really kind of created that Mm. um you could I nearly feel, say, hmm? I feel like that's what made it so popular. Was like yeah. The emotion, you know, capturing, capturing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, you've touched on a great point there. The classic memes, the ones that came out, well, you can say the classic, classic memes would have been when the internet was first there, early naughty, until about 2010s, I want to say, 2009. Um, where you got what are called the classic memes now. You know, they would have been first on Reddit or first on the Facebook when the, everyone was there and it wasn't just the middle-aged people, the middle-aged people that we can't fit to at all. And not our group. Um, <laughs> um, so when they were first there, um, yeah, so what you had were the classic memes, as we'd like to call them now, isn't it bad? They've been so around. Um, the success kid you were talking about, but I remember there was, I remember there was, there was loads of them. Um, but everybody knew this meme meant something like that. It conveyed that meaning to it. You know, um, the, you had the guy at the door with the cap. Um, Millennium woman. The guy in the door with the cap, is that Scumbag Steve? Yes, Scumbag Steve, that's the one. It's my mind again. Look what my master's is doing. Making me forget Scumbag like- Steve. Stop, like, was he? Yeah. And I didn't know his name. Like Blake Boston. Oh. Uh, and there's actually a song called Blake Boston, a.k.a. Scumbag Steve. Oh my goodness. Um, But it goes to show the impacts, like some things that are just pictures to us or just an emotion yeah. at the time. I mean, there's another one. What was her name? Overly Attached Girlfriend. Do you remember oh, her? I love her. Yeah. So... If, you, if you're not familiar with her, her face kind of reminds me in Finding Nemo, the dentist's niece that's there playing Nemo that has that deranged look. Um, and there's that one meme by her where it's like, it's not, it's not your penis, it's our penis. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she's... you know a bit more about, about her background, don't you? Um, well, like that, I suppose, I think it, it's like what every meme starts, you know, it's it's put up on the internet, shared first with a few friends or with a certain group or just, you know, again, Reddit, I suppose, for these days. And then it just blows up. It could be, it doesn't have to be immediately. I think hers was a slow takeoff, again, about a year. Um, but basically, she would have put something online. I think it was a song. It was a song that she was first involved in. And the picture of her, yeah, went all over the internet. But 
I, I know there's been incidences of sad stories with pictures online of people, but she's actually been able to make a living off it, you know, or oh. able to capitalize on it. So, yeah, which is great to see. Like that should be nearly, I'd say, a decade now that it was first out and she's still able to make a living off it. It's great to see obsessed stories of memes. Um, you said she cameo TV appearances. She does. She does cameo appearances now um, online and on TV. Um, I'm I know, um, but I know BuzzFeed have recently done work on her as well. Like again, for a decade long to be that relevant is absolutely amazing. Fair play to her for using it. I suppose the most um, important. Be- hmm? Oh, I was just going to say that there is um, an influencer or social media star on Instagram called Trisha's Tram- Transformation that I follow. She's a, li- a fellow Limerick girl. Oh. And she she's really funny and she she's lost a lot of weight like I couldn't tell you what her start weight is and she kind of writes about that and she's a chef and she's just really positive but when she was like at her biggest one of the things she's she's talked about um was that people would like stare at her and you know she'd be awkward asking for like the extender thing on on flights remember flying Sarah there oh, <laughs> vaguely <laughs> Was Vaguely, that a dream? Uh, if if you can remember how that works, you know. Um, but she said one of the things that she was really worried about was somebody taking a picture of her and her becoming a meme, which I've never considered. I've never considered that. Um, you know, and I was like, that's such, such a, like a new fear for people to have. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that just kind of resonated with me. Um, I mean absolutely I mean it, and it can affect like that a lot of people haven't liked the attention of getting viral or famous you know um, yeah. to have that fear as well is is this day and age a new phenomenon <laughs> like so you know that we briefly touched on um the kid with the determined face and the hand doing the fist pump his mom wasn't thrilled when that went viral, but then his dad needed um, a kidney kidney surgery. Um, but I mean, <laughs> they used his like internet fame to set up a GoFundMe page, which ultimately is a happy ending. But um, should you need to set up a GoFundMe page? What did I say? Fund him, go. Should you need to do that is, I suppose, a story for another day. Um, you know, should you have to pay for surgery and stuff like that and such? And there's a lot, a lot of issues there. A lot of issues. I think again, it, are they in the US of A by any chance as well? I think based or Canadian. Mm. Oh, well, look, it shouldn't be the case where you have to go fund me anything for health reasons. It really shouldn't. It really shouldn't. But um, yeah, the other types of memes then that I was talking about, just to cut across those big issues. <laughs> <on> that <wind. laughs> Plotting back in there. <laughs> in the box. In, um, is the puns. So there was one that I saw there recently and it was uh, like a weighing scale, two feet on it, but then in, in, on resting on the numbers was like two stones and a lighter. And it was like, I'm two stone lighter. And uh, I was like, boom. Do you know what ones I and love? Rem- mm-hmm. 
Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, go on. there was another one. Sorry about again about the July. Um, there's another one where uh, Diz they're showing a picture of knees, and whoever did this was obviously a twelve year old on the loo or whatever. But it was just the picture of knees, and he goes Disney, and shows his other <laughs> knee and goes Dad and knee. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Like. Who needs Shakespeare Jeez. when you have me's on the loo, lads? Memes. The, the Wayne scales reminded me of your pun kitchen. Oh, yes. So I have to describe the pun kitchen. So um, Sarah and her twin and a cohort of other fabulous ladies uh-huh. lived in a house and they masking, had masking tape in the kitchen of all puns got to do with your kitchen appliances. So my favourite was on the extractor fan was like EX dash tractor fan. Extractor fan. I was like, I love it. With a little picture of a tractor. (laughs) There was a little picture of a tractor as well there. (laughs) Better play to someone for drawing a tractor. And then it was like, freeze a jolly good fellow on the freezer. Um, It was I adore you. That was obvious. I adore you. What was the cupboard one? Oh, there were so many. Um, I think we had you impressed was one. There was none for radiator. Oh, we were trying to think. See, you radiate with me with just two two, uh, cringe for us. I remember we had something that was related to Ray Darcy, but it was just too loose. Jenny came up with. But anyway, it was very, very very like eventful <laughs> experience for me to go in because I love a pun I really do love a good pun and it was just yeah it was like it, you know the way like people like pile the Friar Roche in a triangle really high like he piled the puns up for me you know we know what <laughs> our client we know what our guests like um no that was a very inventive uh time in our lives masking tape on everything such a great life We'll try. I'm going yeah. to try and recreate the kitchen again at some points in my life. Um, pun. The pun kitchen. pun kitchen. A good pun is its own reward. Um, <laughs> that's the one. I don't know if people know that you create puns as well, Sarah, if you want to yeah, talk about that. Technically, um, I do a bit of the meme creating, the memes. Um, I actually uh, moderate, help to moderate the Ireland Simpsons fans page on Facebook and on various other social media platforms. And in that making of meme, it's really funny because obviously it has to be Simpsons related uh, to convey the point. But it's a good language to use the Simpsons because the Irish are obsessed with the Simpsons. Um, Thank you, RTE. And... um, we have a love of it. It was just played all the time, um, all the time on repeat on various channels. So it's really relatable topic to use to convey anything kind of way in those types of memes. So it could be current affair, emotive, um, pun, you know. Um, but in making them so easy these days as well, you know, it used to be a case of you'd have to get Photoshop you know, on your laptop 10 years ago even. But now there's apps like Snapchat can make a meme like, you know, and WhatsApp. So it's really accessible. So I think that's why, again, you see it continue to grow with the meme format. And um, yeah, so the timing, the, the timing, the timing is all important. 
Um, I find you could have a great meme, fantastic message. It could be the best work of art you've ever done. You could have opened up that MS Paint and spent 42 hours on that piece. But if you don't get the timing right, um, it's it's yeah. falling flat. And I think that's the most important thing with viral. You know, it's not just the the content, but the timing and the platform. So it's very interesting to see, you know, it's not just about the great art, Liz, you know. <laughs> when I was thinking about when I was thinking about timing and memes for me like I obvious, I feel like my enjoyment of watching the Tiger King was increased <laughs> by around 20% because of all the hilarious memes and it was the first time I actually googled a meme because I was like I need more Tiger King memes <laughs> um, they were making a murder as well mm. Um, and the fact that they were all being shared and so viral because I know like I've probably told you this a lot as much as I like I, I really like watching Netflix and we're in a culture now of where it's like season one episode one and we do it back to back I miss the I suppose I miss like everybody being on the same episode and having that conversation so like watching TV when it actually goes out, I suppose. And I find that memes kind of create that reconnection a little mm. bit or the virus of it um, for me. But yeah. But it's very social um, like that. Like you, you touched on it perfectly. Netflix is a great example, I suppose, in a way. It's not like, again, like you said, the scheduled program. But I suppose generally, like yeah. everybody was watching the, the Tiger King in lockdown, Tiger King, for people. Or... It was. <laughs> It had the theme of like being blocked up, <laughs> complete oddity, but like the tigers and that were locked up and then, you know, he's essentially in jail as well, but different, different podcasts, yeah. you know, different There podcasts. you go. But it, it, it did bring um, the world closer, just that little bit in these unprecedented times. Um, again, I apologise for my English. <laughs> I play my master's. Um, but um, and I, I like I feel like we're coming up on short of time and we haven't mentioned Grumpy Cat. Oh no! Yes, like amazing, like amazing. Like I love Grumpy Cat. Mm. Um, I show pictures of him to my own cat daily, going, "Look at you, you failure! You've never made me a million." Because <laughs> <laughs> he's made over me and Grumpy Cat R.I.P. You know, and he was so popular. You know. And now he's just gone. And it was all like it wasn't like it wasn't okay. Like I get the grumpy cat. Grumpy cat is sadly no longer with us. But they only ever used one image, and he's just he's disappeared. It's very sad to see one of the first viral pets, you know, being gone. Yeah. You know, in this time. Um, but so amazing. They had a whole toy line like dedicated. You can buy yeah. him still. Like you can buy him for forever now. <laughs> He'll live on so through me. Was there a I'm of a sure cat that my brain's made it up or that I've heard something like this of, again, a workings or maybe there was one. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. But it's like um, Pusheen as well as another character. It's off. It's not kind of half meme, but you can see the cartoony kind of meme type things go to the toy collection. Let's not mention Baby yeah. Shark at all in this at all. Let's not refer to that. It's not a part of memes or viral stuff. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> I might be still traumatized from Baby Shark, by the way. Um, yes. Sometimes I find myself listening to it even when Leo isn't. Oh, around. it still plays in my head. It's been stuck in there since 2000 and whenever it came out. 
just in the background constantly, you know. <laughs> anyway. Some killers. But um, now that you mentioned Baby Shark, I think it needs to be to quit. Yeah, no, that's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, we hope to make another one talking about the best ever TV boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Coming up now, um, my lovely own sound effects yeah. you've heard in this video. Yes, they are copyright, but um, the boyfriend should be interesting. Um, who is your 90s heartthrob, heartthrob even? Um, so we will reveal all next week. But um, for the moment, thank you so much yeah. for listening. Um, thank you so much and uh, have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Goodbye.